1: in today's show we cover the five biggest news stories from the world of formula one except all of them coming from silly season this week's show will be a driver contract special hi i'm louise goodman and you're listening to the fantastic to the Race Podcast. Hello, my name is Ben Mailander, and you're listening to the Formula
3: Nerds Podcast. Hi, I'm Rosanna Tennant, and you are listening to the Incredible Cut to the Race Podcast. Hi, I'm Johnny King, and
1: you're listening to the Formula Nerds Podcast. Hi, I'm Rocky. You're listening to the Cut
3: to the Race Podcast.
1: It's lights out, and away we go. Welcome to News from the Nerds, the midweek news show brought to you by the Formula Nerds. Every Wednesday, we update you on everything you need to know from the world of F1. It was brought to you by the news team at Formula Nerds. Keep up to date with all the latest news by visiting our website at FormulaNerds.com. So I'm finally back after what feels like forever. and just in time to catch the absolute chaos of the last few days. But we'll get on to that in a minute. First, let's introduce today's panel. Of course, we've got my good friend Sam. Now, you were back last week, right? Uh, after we failed to meet up in the south of France?
0: Yes, yeah. Uh, I was on the um, show last week and also did the Hungarian Grand Prix review, uh, so if you haven't seen that, check that out, but yeah, me and James were both roughly in the south of France at the same time, but it turns out it's quite a big place, so yeah. uh, unfortunately didn't get to meet up. Or go to the French Grand Prix, which is also down no, there, but yeah, miles That's away. what I mean, that's properly south France, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but there's next year. There's
1: North always France. next year. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently not, is there? Uh, well, yeah, that's, that's news for another day, uh, but yeah, we have Abby as well.
2: Good, thanks. Yeah, it's exciting to have like a special episode of this podcast, a different take on the news, I'd say.
1: Yeah, definitely. And finally, we have Catherine. I think it's the first time we've done a podcast together. How have you been finding it?
2: Um, It's been pretty
3: good, to be fair. And now we're in the summer break, which is a, pr- a bit weird, because normally it's a bit boring and I'm just missing F1. But now we just have a bunch of drama going on.
1: Well, yeah, nicely teed up. We do have a bunch of drama going on. So on with the chaos. I mean, it all started with as many things do a bit of trolling from Fernando Alonso. Uh, he really set the whole the wheels on the silliest of silly seasons rolling on Monday when he announced he was going to Aston Martin. Uh, and from there, well, yeah, let's let's do a quick rundown of who we know is where for now. So Mercedes are confirmed. We've got Lewis and George. That doesn't look likely to change. Uh, Red Bull as well. Uh, then. Ferrari as well, nice and easy. Then it starts getting a bit up in the air. So McLaren, officially Lando and Daniel. Will it be them next year? I'm just going to put that to the group. Let's get things going. Yes, it'll be. Yes, it will. It'll be those two. I'm, I'm okay. good with it. Yeah, I'm glad someone was definitive with it because now I can hold you to a, to account for that later on. But yeah, we we will see and we'll carry on with that. I mean, Alpine ties nicely into that. We all expected it to be Ocon and Alonso again, and then yeah. So Fernando joining Aston Martin means he's obviously there, and you'd assume that Lance will be in the other seat forever. And then we've got Alpha Tauri. Only Gasly is confirmed there. Alpha Valtteri's confirmed, right? Yeah, Valtteri's confirmed, and Joe isn't. Williams. As we were recording, Alex Albon was officially announced as a uh, a new multi year deal. Nicholas Latifi looking fairly likely to go. And is that all of the teams? Because I'm not looking at anything. I think that is all the teams. Uh, I think we've yeah. yeah,
3: Oh, for it for
1: Haas. Haas. Oh, wow. Everybody <laughs> forgets oh, <dear>. Haas. <laughs> well, Haas is also pretty up in the air. So, not, not much to uh, to confirm well, uh, there. Well, Magnussen's confirmed, isn't he? Yeah,
2: Magnussen he's, is, he's,
0: but Schumacher he, isn't. Yeah. Right. But, but see, that's the thing. You've got a lot of drivers who are not confirmed, but... Why would you change? Like, I don't think at Alfa Romeo, I don't think Joe's done a bad enough job that you'd look at bringing Teo Poitier into that seat yet. And Teo Poitier may well win the F2 Championship and have to do something else next year. So you potentially have a Piastri drama part two there. But anyway, that's a that's a whole other story for a whole other day. <laughs> but yeah, Schumacher as well. A month ago, I would have been like, yeah, I'd move him on, get him out the seat. It clearly isn't working. But he had a, he had a pretty solid July, really. So I'd keep him there. And why would Aston Martin pick him up when there are better candidates, which is why they went for Alonso in the end. So a lot of those seats are sitting there going, yeah, but surely Alonso goes to Aston Martin with Vettel retiring. Alpine, obviously promote, Piastri and Williams, without Piastri loan you know, on the table now, pick up De Vries or Sargent. I thought
1: it was a really simple equation. Apparently not. It really isn't. We started with Alonso, let's let's carry on with that. So why has he gone to Aston Martin? I mean, it seems that he was kind of upset a bit by only getting a one plus one offer from Alpine. He clearly wants to race in F1 forever, if he's allowed to. And as much as it is currently looking like a step back, maybe he has faith in the system. Uh, what do you reckon, Catherine?
3: I think it was a bit weird because... At the beginning, well, I think it was literally before the weekend, I did an article on Alonso, and it was how he isn't probably going to join Aston Martin. He's going to stay with Alpine, because he said, My priority is Alpine. My article didn't age well, unfortunately, because then he joined Aston Martin, and I didn't find it really making any sense. It's just, you do not blame Alpine for putting him um, on a year by year contract, because of course, now, you know. Well, he's old. And um, there are also other drivers coming up, which are pretty good. And I think it's fair for them to also have a chance in F1. It's just, I am happy to see him still race in Formula One, but I would have preferred for new drivers to come in too. Well,
1: that leads us pretty nicely onto Piastri. See, I mean, I'm sure everyone by this point has seen the news, but Oscar Piastri was announced as an Alpine driver by Alpine yesterday afternoon. There was uh, a painful. Deafening silence for about an hour or two. And then he came out and said, no, I'm not. I'm not going to be driving. And definitively as well, it wasn't just a, I I haven't signed this contract. It was, I will not be driving for Alpine next year. I mean, surely he has something else concrete on the table to be that definitive about it. That's what I was saying on, on Twitter, that surely the contract that
0: we supposed he has in place with McLaren It's got to be ironclad for him to come out and be so definitive with what he's saying, and it's amazing how you know he's been part of their academy system for years, and they're kind of trying to keep him on ice and have they've essentially Alpine have tried to have their cake and eat it by keeping Alonso in the car along with Ocon and having Piastri there, even though he really he should have been in a race seat by now, and I think that's eroded that relationship over time. And Alpine then coming out with a press release in which there was no comment from Piastri in, he obviously didn't know, was unaware, that seemingly was the nail in the coffin. He thought, no, I'm out. And it could, it could well mean that he misses a, another season of racing next year if Ricardo decides to, uh, to stay in the seat, which we didn't know until recently. It looks like he has the option to leave by September or you know, pick up his option. By September, so it'd be very
1: charitable of him to decide to go back to Alpine, which potentially is probably the best thing for him. Though we don't know. There, are, there are so many stipulations and so many loopholes that, it, from both sides, it always seems possible to get out of a contract. But yeah, the it, it, definitely the word at the moment is that yeah, Danny Rick can just claim his seat next year, and that's that. I mean, so I've got I've got a hot take, uh, which is unlikely, but oh, I, I ran away with it last night, and that was all I can think about. So. For one, yeah, like you said, piastri has been in the Alpine Driver Academy for such a long time and he's now totally burning those bridges to go to a team who are currently competing pretty much point for point with that on the same level. Okay, probably with better potential as a a team, but it's a big definitive burning of a bridge for the sake of not that much extra performance. Now, what if he were eyeing up a different team? Who's been quite quiet on social media whilst all the other you know, F1 team admins have been going nuts with the memes about watching this all unfold. Red Bull have been quite quiet. So what if they've swooped? You know, it's not... They they have lots of drivers, but no one really excelling. Vips is obviously written off now. Lawson, it's not really happened. Maybe they've decided, oh, we'll just try and swoop in there. Promise him AlphaTauri next year with a view to replacing Checo eventually. Is that—is that, is that a crazy idea?
2: I mean, I wouldn't put it past Red Bull to try and obtain Vastary the for them, and it would mean that Sonoda would obviously be leaving as Gasly's been confirmed. So it could potentially happen, but it's everything's just crazy at the moment. It really is, and like obviously, Red Bull have the deal with um, mm. Red Bull have the deal with Albon. They've lent him to Williams and. Just seeing on Twitter, I like Albon's tweet where he has confirmed Williams' announcement is correct. I do agree with it. Just to clarify that, um, which is quite fun. Um, but yeah, it's it's all very bizarre. I I don't think it is likely that Piastri will be going to uh, AlphaTauri. I think we could see him with McLaren, and this whole Alpine McLaren thing kind of echoes mclaren's IndyCar dispute with chip ganassi racing and alex palu um whether it will go to court in the same manner we will see but that is that is a hot take but i wouldn't put it past red Bull to try something like that
0: i'm, I'm gonna run with you here james on this i'm gonna i'm gonna humor it i'm gonna give it you know some some legs and first of all do we know that albon is still part of the red Bull setup even though he's now signed a multi-year deal, or is he a com- complete free agent Williams driver now? So that I think is is quite important. But also, you're absolutely right about the the situation at Red Bull AlphaTauri. They have a lot of depth within their their ranks, but do they have the next Max Verstappen? I don't. I'm not so sure that they do. They've got some potential race winners, uh, very very quick drivers who've you know Liam Lawson has had a very unlucky season in F2. He should be higher in the standings, but it's, yeah, as I said, terrible luck for him. So it's made things look worse than they actually are. de Deruva, again, really, really consistent, but hasn't quite been able to pick up wins in the same way the guys around him have. So there's a there's a lot of talent there, but it's whether or not they want to promote them to to, to the F1 race seat at tauri And to to build on Abby's point, I'm not so sure that it is Gasly that stays. Yes, he's got a contract for 2023, but... Surely this week, if it's going to teach us anything, it's to, to not necessarily trust that a contract in place will remain in place. And yeah, I said it the other day, if I was Gasly, I'd be looking at using this opportunity to finally make that move. And yes, it's not to a top team that like he would have hoped, but Alpine and potentially McLaren could be a play here for him. So I'm not entirely convinced that he will be at Alphatari next season himself. So again, this could get
3: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
1: Ryan Reynolds here for Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing.
2: Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Have to get 30 30, bit to get 30, to get 20 20, 20, to get 20 20, get 15 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at
0: mintmobile.com/switch.
3: $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And cuz you guys are talking about running, well, I feel like I'm going to sprint here now and so on, but always had this theory that gasly ends up with mercedes
0: but surely that's still a year away because hamilton's locked until 2023 and i'll expect that he'd stay you know this season bit of an off year but surely he feels he can win the eighth next year um but you're right gasly was linked to that mercedes seat albeit just by rumor when it was the kind of will he won't he retire situation with hamilton at the back end of the year the issue for Gasly now is his stocks down on where it was last year. He's he's underperformed relative to last year, and Senna's taken a step up. So I don't know. Things have things are getting more difficult for Gasly, but we've managed to find our way onto a driver who wasn't actually originally part of any of this conversation today. So yeah, James, do you want to bring us
1: back to uh to where we should be probably? Uh, no, <laughs> what I was going to say was uh, Mark, uh, did you see Marcus Ericsson's tweet? His his vision of how this will all play out. Yep. And yep, it's it it's looking more and more likely. I suppose I can I can guide us back into to some semblance of where we should be with this. But so he said after it all plays out, he fancied Ocon and Gasly Alpine. Good, I mean yeah like I agree in terms of Gasly's stock going down. And that that seems like a more realistic change now that they're suddenly out of a out of a driver, no Alonso, seemingly no Piastri all French team for Alpine Gasly surely wants to go somewhere they can't just stay at Alpha Tauri forever exactly I feel a little bit like for
0: Albon and Gasly I can't see them getting the Red Bull seat I think that's done so at Alpha Tauri, they're kind of just treading water they've got training wheels on and
1: they shouldn't at this stage of their careers so yeah I reckon he could move on I think that's viable and then he's put Alpha Tauri Schumacher Schumacher, they're not always in it like that. Schumacher and Sonoda. Do, do you reckon? I don't see that one. No, why would they do that? I don't get that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, McLaren, Norris and Piastri, I mean, that's that's looking pretty good now. Bottas and Joe at Alpha. Magnus and Ricciardo at Haas. Albon and DeVries at Williams. So that does kind of lead us into Williams. And it, it looks like Latifi's going now. They don't need the money in the same way. He's had a pretty decent run. He's become the scapegoat for everyone. Scapegoat. The, the butt of the jokes now that Mazepin's gone. I think he's he's probably going to move on. So, is it going to be Logan Sargent? Is it going to be someone else? Who do we think?
2: Obviously, Williams announced that Logan would be having his F1 debut in FP1 at kota his home Grand Prix, um, later this season. And I was looking at their website today prior to their announcement and On their homepage, everything is about Logan. They've got a quiz about him, they've got photos, his F2 journey, everything. So it wouldn't surprise me if they did announce him as replacing Latifi. He is definitely, definitely a great driver and he does deserve an F1 seat. Whether he should stay in F2 for another year, I'm not sure, but it wouldn't surprise me if they did announce him moving
0: there? I think with the, you know, S- Sergeant being passed all over the Williams, kind of, and obviously the FP1 drive, you know, it's a natural thing for him to do, regardless of whether or not he'd get a seat next year. He is part of the Williams Driver Academy. They can't do that, with, they can't do something like that with that with the website for De Vries because as soon as they do, you know, th- those links are, are more strenuous, obviously, via Mercedes. That Renault versus Mercedes powertrain or power unit um, rumour, that's still up in the air. Ultimately, if they really are trying to keep hold of Mercedes and they don't want to take Renault power units, which we haven't heard much about in the last month, DeVries could be the deciding factor. DeVries could be the only way that they can keep that going because Mercedes potentially are looking for ways out of one of their suppliers. So, yeah, I, I, honestly, at this stage, I think it's a toss-up. DeVries would get, bring you more experience and... Sargent could have another season in, in F2. So I think that would probably make more sense short term. And if the reason doesn't work, great, you promote Sargent. If he does work, Mercedes might be looking to move him into a different seat at one of their other suppliers.
1: It's a good point. Um, I don't know if that would be enough, It's the only thing I'd say. Like, If Mercedes want to get rid of an engine customer, I don't think anyone else is... I don't think McLaren or Aston are going are gonna to be the, the one to make way Surely McLaren aren't going, I mean, <laughs> McLaren aren't going back to Renault, I don't think. And they're not going back to Honda. So unless, yeah, I mean, that that leads us into Audi and Porsche. But I mean, that's that's not what we're here to talk about. Uh, it could change things though. That that also actually, thinking about it, ties in a bit to my, uh, my hot take. Porsche rumoured to be, about to be buying a 50% stake in Red Bull. Mark Webber closely tied to Porsche. It
0: it, it certainly could. I mean, Mark Webber is clearly a superhuman. He has so much going on at the moment. Um, And if he manages to pull this thing off and get Piastri into that McLaren seat, whether or not it's the right move long term, the fact that he's managed to kind of, if you said three or four months ago that Piastri won't be at Alpine, in some form, in some relationship, whether it's be a, a loan deal to Williams, whether it be in a reserve seat, whether it be in the actual race seat, you would have you just wouldn't have accepted that as a as a possibility. So clearly Mark Webber is an exceptional manager and an exceptional negotiator. So I wouldn't be surprised um at this stage. But going back slightly to the, the driver market, one name we haven't mentioned at all yet, and this is more in, in relation to Williams, is Felipe Drogovic. He isn't associated with any driver programme, but he may well end up winning the F2 Championship. And again, we find ourselves in a situation where the winner doesn't have a, a seat lined up. It's a messy situation for the sport. It doesn't look great.
2: See, with Vessel retiring, before Alonso announced his move, I thought Drogovic could go to Aston Martin because he's not associated with any other team's academy. So that could potentially happen. But obviously now Alonso's there, going to a team that's 79 points behind the one he's currently at. But it would be a shame for Drogovic to miss out because I think he spent, what, like three campaigns in Formula 2? And this year he is dominating that championship. And for him to miss out on a Formula 1 seat, it is such a shame. And it really annoys me that his options are more limited because he's not being brought through by a driver academy.
0: Yeah, it's difficult. And yeah, I thought he was potentially linked to, to Aston's, or could could be. I thought DeVries maybe as well with the, with the Mercedes link. But I think what's really interesting with Aston signing Alonso, which it clearly shows a lack of trust in Stroll to lead a team at this stage in his career. Uh, so Lawrence Stroll. Obviously, Lawrence Stroll is leading the team. He owns the team. He's listening. He's always listening take that You always listen I'm terrified I'm I'm sweating now uh no, um so clearly they wanted to bring a essentially a Vettel replacement in and that is Alonso that's the closest thing you have to that on the grid so yeah obviously I wouldn't worry too much of ours Lance stroll because he's not going to, he's not going to go anywhere
1: but it speaks volumes that move they did reportedly want someone with with experience, I remember hearing that at the time when we were talking actually about yeah whether it could be De Vries or yeah or Dragic, and that was I mean they they courted Alonso, didn't they last year I seem to remember when there was a bit of uncertainty about Seb or so I guess it was maybe it wasn't as out of the blue as it felt for all of us but yeah I mean it was clearly very very well kept under wraps uh, because there were no rooms it just it broke on the first on Monday and no one had any idea it was coming. Yeah, it feels like they've picked up a conversation that was left unfinished. And actually, we've managed to get back
0: to the point that I think you wanted to make originally, which is Alonso has played an absolute masterclass on Alpine. He's not one to kind of go quietly into the night. And so 31st of July is a big, important date in F1 when it comes to contracts, because usually that is the date by which a team has to pick up an option on a driver before they become a free agent for the following season. So Alpine and Alonso obviously haven't got to a deal by the time Sebastian Vettel announced his retirement last Thursday. Or maybe they had a light arrangement in place, but nothing was signed. And Alonso wasn't happy with it being a one plus one. He wanted a two-year contract. You then have a weekend in which Esteban Ocon just relentlessly annoys Alonso throughout the race, comes blows. So I actually think there's a good chance that Alonso made that decision on Sunday evening and then thought, yes, you know what, actually, be. the icing on the cake here, or sorry, the cherry on the icing of the cake, is that tomorrow's the 1st of August, let, let, let the games begin. And also, he didn't tell Albin, they found out through the press release on Monday. Yeah, that, that's crazy.
1: Chaos, so much drama. Dude has burned so many bridges in F1, it's unbelievable. Like, he's running out of teams at this point. Yeah, but you can when you're that
0: talented. And also, every time a team changes iteration, he seems to be able to kind of find his way back to them. So,
1: you know, he's, he's been to a few places twice now. Yeah, yeah, true. And he's, uh, well, this is the first time he'll be in a Mercedes engine car since 2007. Because, I mean, people said that they were burnt by that as badly as McLaren and they never wanted him back. So he's he's managed after 15 years to, to build that bridge back enough to, to get into there. B team of sorts. But yeah, I mean, who knows where we're we're gonna be even in twenty-four hours time, let alone a month's time, once we, we return for the Belgian Grand Prix. I don't know what else we need to talk about. I think we need to I think we need to go back to Ricardo, because I think he's the yeah, become yeah. the
0: protagonist in this, right? So there's a lot that has come out in the last well, day. I spoke about it earlier. i had assumed that when he said that he would be that he had a deal in place. That that was, I have that deal in place. That is signed, done. I will be there. I didn't realise that that had an option for Ricardo to confirm by September. So that adds something into the mix. Also, me and James, we were saying earlier that there's a deal in place with McLaren. McLaren themselves haven't said that Ricardo's agreement is for an F1 seat. Ricardo has, so or Abby's looking at me like he, they have said that. Do you want to correct me?
2: No, I was just going to say because. Zach Brown said that Ricardo would complete his three year deal. But in Ricardo's statement confirming his future with the team, he said, I am dedicated to McLaren. I don't think in his statement he specified the F1 team. So maybe he'll be racing for McLaren, but in a different series because McLaren seemed to like branching out to every motorsport series there is at the moment.
0: They absolutely do. I think it was his Instagram post where I saw where he was more explicit about I I'm, I will be in an F1 car next season or whatever he said. Can't remember. So there's that, but also apparently a number of drivers have now contacted Alpine about that Piastri seat. Um, I say Piastri seat. The guy had it for two hours. Um, so Ricardo clearly potentially a way back there. But if you were Alpine, guys... Would you take Ricardo back? Given other talent coming through, Ocon could lead the team surely at this stage.
1: Lots of things to consider there. They're kind of short on options though, aren't they? I mean, what we said about Gasly, that could be an option, but we, we don't know if he wants to do that. And yeah, beyond that, in terms of having... You know, Alpine still seem to see themselves as a potential... You know, they, they want to win the both championships. They're not content being in the midfield. They've, for what... As Renault or Alpine, for the best part of a decade, been trying to push towards the front of the grid and never really making it past fourth. They need a, a big name. I don't know if Ocon is really that. Yeah, I mean that, that that's a fa- that's a fair point. And I think
0: all the hype around Ocon, Total Wolf being his manager, heir apparent to a Mercedes seat, has gone away. That isn't there anymore. So Ocon looks like. At this stage of his career, a solid midfield driver. And talking of the midfield, I think we mentioned about kind of, you know, why would you go to McLaren when Alpine's right there and they're on par? And it's all about trusting in a project, right? But in Alpine and McLaren, and also Aston Martin, you have three teams that have all kind of done the song and dance about, yeah, we've got a, a big project, you know, it's, It's about kind of working our way up and this we've got a five-year plan. This is where we want to get to. There's some big names associated with all of those teams. So it's almost a like-for-like at this stage, right? It's just one of them is going to get lucky and maybe break the top three. But not all of them are. There's no way there's going to be a, a realignment of sorts in the next, what, four seasons of the regulation. So yeah, it's some ways that that part of the conversation is kind of, you know, not that essential to it.
2: Yeah, I think if Ricardo moved back to Alpine, I don't think it would be that surprising. Otmar has said that they just need to find the best driver to put next to Esteban Ocon so that the team can move forward with what they're planning. And at the moment, Alpine are beating McLaren in the championship, only slightly, but they are still beating them. And Ricardo just seems to be struggling with this McLaren. He is working relentlessly to try and get it to click for him. But uh, it's his second season, and last year he struggled, and this year his struggle seemed to have persisted. So I feel like it's, it won't be surprising if he does move back to Alpine. It could be the right move for him because he's struggling so much at, the, at McLaren. But I, you predict things, and then teams confirm it, and then it turns out that it's not true. So I don't really know what to think at the moment.
3: With Ricardo, it's a really confusing one because he has been saying all season how he wants to honour his McLaren contract till the end of 2023. But then at the same time, we all know that he is not happy there and he cannot settle himself in that McLaren car. Now, I have either a theory that maybe he can join the McLaren Formula E team because I think that would be a good option for him and maybe potentially he can even fight for a championship there rather than keep going around in circles in Formula 1. Because I think at this point now, unfortunately, we have to admit that I don't think he will ever win a championship in F1. Like, he would never get into a car like that. And then, with, re- relating back to Piastri, it's like, may, OK, if Ricardo makes way, he can take his seat. But if Ricardo doesn't make way, what is going to happen? Because if the other teams do not get involved in all this drama, Piastri will only be stuck with Alpine. Now, could he have maybe made that tw- that tweet, like, just to sort of maybe, like, show McLaren, listen, I am not closing the door on you? And even maybe he was, I don't know, if I was a driver and a team just said, you are driving with us, but didn't even tell me or my manager anything, that would honestly make me, like, a bit angry, to be fair. So... I do have a theory that after all of this drama, all of this controversy, it wouldn't be surprised if Piastri then ends up with Alpine still, especially if Ricardo doesn't make way and actually fulfills his contract.
0: I think there's definitely something in that, Catherine, in the sense that in a game of chicken between Piastri and Alpine, surely Piastri wins. Surely Alpine are the ones who relent there, and they go, okay, 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 we're sorry. You, you know, it's our mistake. You know, have some more money. Blah blah blah. And the way I see it, somehow, some way, out of this situation, Daniel Ricardo is going to get very, very rich because he holds that option at McLaren.
3: Yeah, he told me that Piastri would win. But I think then you also have to keep in mind that Alpine are holding the seat. There are twenty seats, but there are a hundred drivers out there. If Piastri wants to play this game, he needs to remember that there are other drivers who would happily go and snatch that seat too. Especially with Drogovic now coming up from F two, you know, and possibly winning the championship. It wouldn't I don't think it would take Alpine long to be like okay then we'll just move on to another um driver and promote someone who doesn't even have an academy representing him so he needs to remember that
0: yeah i mean it would be a, a a tough and harsh lesson but i don't know maybe it's a lesson that sometimes people learn i just if i was ricardo i don't think i would be the one to go you know what fine i'll acquiesce i'll give up my option I'll go to Alpine. It could be the best thing for him because another year at McLaren could could be the end of his career, whereas he could have a revival at Alpine. So it's a, a pride comes into it. Lots of different factors come in. So my hunch is he'll stay to complete the contract, the the yeah you know, his, his obligations. But also when he said that a few months ago, that Alpine seat wasn't on the table.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with pretty much all of that. I mean, it, it could be a matter of pride. It could be. Money. I mean, like you say, take that option. He's going to have to get bought out of that contract. He's probably not short of money. He probably he, it will feel like a failure. However, it happens. I mean, unless he somehow turns it around and stays at McLaren and, and starts performing way better next season, it's it's going to feel like a failure. Renault people called a failure, but whilst he was there, he performed well. Are like you saying? I mean, and yeah, that that could be something to restart him. He was at least like comparable to where Alonso is with Ocon like, in their time together. I would say actually. Daniel maybe was more convincing in beating Ocon in there one year. Admittedly, yeah, Ocon had just come back into the sport. But yeah, and he also trounced Hulkenberg to the point where he ended his career. I, mean, I he was He was like still a very hot property and everyone assumed he was just going to trounce Lando. And then obviously that's where it's, it's changed. And whether it is just this freak thing where he can't get on with two different McLaren cars now, I think Alpine wouldn't be a bad option for him and it might not be a bad option for them maybe it will just be a straight swap and everyone will come away happy right then so final definitive put a driver in a car pin a tail on a donkey going around the room abby who's in alpine who's in mclaren
2: piastri to mclaren ricardo to alpine and then for williams latifi let go and either devries or sergeant next to albon
1: i'm going need one of those two names abby
2: okay devries and then sergeant in luck a year Reserve. or two. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. Catherine?
2: I think it'll end up McLaren.
3: Ricardo will stay. Piastri will have to stick with Alpine, whether he likes it or not. And if we're going to bring Williams in, I think Sargent will take the seat. Okay. And
1: finally, Sam? Gasly. I'm really
0: not confident in where we'll be in either the Alpine or the McLaren seat. Oh, it's a big shout. I... I think Piastri will then be in the other seat. Mm, no, that Ricardo. doesn't work. Because <laughs> where, where, where does Ricardo go? Ricardo would do that. No, it's, see, I'm not you can You can tell, no, no. It's, it's F1 or bus for him, I think. And in, if there is anything else, it would be IndyCar, surely, for him. Um, I'm thinking on fly here, as you can all tell. Um, okay, 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 I've got it. Gasly in one of those seats, Ricardo in the other seat. I'm uh, you know what, James? <laughs> this I'm, I'm, least I'm committed. I'm someone in it. a seat,
1: someone else in another
0: seat. <laughs> and you can start, quote me on that. <laughs> I started the show so well by saying, okay, fine. Gasly at Alpine, Ricardo at McLaren, Piastri at Alpha with Snowder, DeVries at Williams, Sergeant
1: wasting the Wings. you kind of stolen my hot take. I was gonna I was gonna wait for you to say something normal and that was gonna be mine. Alright. I'm yeah. sorry, Abby stole mine. I had to adapt. <laughs> <Sorry. die. laughs> Basically, no one has any idea what's going on. So we'll see. And it's going to be great. It's going to keep us entertained over the summer whilst we don't have any actual racing. You know what, actually, though? If you've made it this far into the show, we would love to hear what you guys
0: think. So info at FormulaNerds.com. Let us know how you think this is all going to play out because it's any of our guesses at this stage. But yeah, sorry, James,
1: back to you. Well, that's it, really. Yeah, a great point. We'd love to hear from you. And yeah, I mean... We'll be back next week, and we'll see what's changed then. In the meantime, make sure to check out the Cut to the Rates podcast from the weekend, uh, which was the review of the Hungarian Grand Prix. And yeah, uh, watch this space. And just a quick note to say, today would have been the 33rd birthday of Jürgen Bianchi. So uh, a note in memory of him, uh, an immensely talented driver, who surely would have been at Ferrari, potentially a race winner or world champion. So, all thoughts as ever to his family and his fans. And yes, we'll see you next week. You're listening to the Cut to the Race podcast. It's lights out and away we go. Sports Social Podcast Network.